not be happening. And yet we find that there are more cases, more and more cases of Native American women, indigenous women, who are murdered and who are missing. And nothing is seemingly being done about it. We talk about this all the time, how so many black women are missing and are murdered. And the society at large seems not to do anything. And I find it strange myself because the nation is no longer majority white. So it's no longer a clear-cut majority of 6 to 7% white, hence the dismissive nature of law enforcement towards the issues that impact women of color and communities of color. Matter of fact, right now in our country, what we're seeing is a reckoning, largely a racial reckoning and a, so- a social reckoning, a societal reckoning of who we are and where we are. What do we stand for? Are we here for it? Or are we here for some of it? Or what? Because the racial reckoning that we are going through right now is because things cannot continue as they were. We're not the same country that existed 200 years ago, 170 years ago, 100 years ago, or even 60 years ago. And we have to reconcile, whether we like it or not, it doesn't matter if you live out in Iowa or you're in the hills of Wisconsin or you live in the mountains somewhere and you feel that the government of the United States has betrayed you because they're not representing your Aryan interests. Tough luck, buddy. That ship sailed a long time ago. We haven't been a majority white nation for a long, long time. We've been suppressing the data. That changed more than 60 years ago. That changed more than 100 years ago for the love of God. And we must come to terms with it because it doesn't matter how many civil wars you cry out. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to walk in the streets of American cities with your militia guns. Understand that there are other people with guns. And other people will show up as well to defend the same constitution that covers us all. It doesn't just cover some of us. And I feel as if people think that this nation exists only for some and not for all. It does not work that way. If that is the case, then they need to stop asking me and every other colored person to pay taxes. I am not going to continue to pay taxes into a pot, into a system that does not honor or respect my rights. That is how the rest of us feel. So you folks who probably haven't paid taxes in 20 or 30 years because you've been living under the radar out in Kenosha, out in the hills of Wisconsin someplace, out in the hills of Portland, Oregon, somewhere out in Oregon, up in the mountains of Wyoming. So you probably haven't paid taxes in 20 or 30 years. All of a sudden you feel that the nation has walked away from you. Seriously? Do you watch CNN while you're out there up in the hills? Do you capture data from the skies? Do you see how great this nation is at progressing? I guarantee you, if your fearless leader who is sitting in the White House had even one minute thought about that while he was sitting on his gold toilet, he would not have made some of the most stupid decisions that he has made in the last four years. If anyone is to be blamed, it's you who found a likely uh, candidate in someone who wants to divide the nation. So continue with your foolishness and continue with your tomfoolery of walking through American streets. Understand you're not intimidating anybody. We are surprised that you are brave and brazen enough 
to come out here and do it knowing how the system is structured. But since you choose to do it, you got to understand that we all live here and the same constitutional rights that you choose to exercise, we all have the same right. What's going to happen if we all decide to do that? This is what is called the national awakening. This is the great awakening because now everybody is asking the same questions. How come they feel they have more rights than I do? And I was born here and I have lived here and I've paid my taxes. That's the question the rest of us are asking. We're all asking that question. And it seems to me that it's a question that we must ask because the conversation for the people in the Beltway is purely intellectual. That's all. They're they're, uh, debating the finer points of constitutional law. Right here in the streets, what matters is who has the power. That's what matters out here in the streets. And out here in the streets, the Constitution says we all have the same power. The Constitution says that I have First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Third Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights. The Constitution did not say that those rights are only contained to white populations only. It says it was for all. A-L-L. All. So you guys need to go back and revisit that. All you Aryan folks. You're all over Michigan. I know you all listen. You're all over Michigan. You're in Western Michigan. You're in Northern Michigan. Some pockets of Eastern Michigan in Fraser, Michigan. There are a few pockets of you in Southwestern Michigan and in Southeastern Michigan as we go to the Ohio border. There are plenty of you all over the place. We know you're going to try some stuff, but you got to understand that just as you are ready to take arms to defend a, a constitution that hasn't, or defend a image of a country that hasn't existed in over 200 years, The rest of us are just as eager to defend a country that now exists. The country that guarantees freedoms for all. And to be honest with you, this is really what I was going to talk about this morning. I was really fired up to talk about native and murdered American women. But it fits into into what I want to say because the systemic racism within law enforcement is why native native and indigenous women who are murdered and are missing for more than 40 years, their cases do not get investigated. Because by and large, it is what? Controlled by police officers and sheriff's deputies who are white in rural communities throughout this country. They're white. So they're very dismissive of indigenous women. They're very dismissive of people of color. I've never, I need you all to explain to me. I'm serious about this. I need you all to explain to me How is it that you all thought that this belonged to you only? How is it that white folks think that you are the only power? When you came here, there were more than 500, there were approximately, scientists now say, there were over 500 million native people who lived here. They were decimated, not just with gunfire, the same guns that you all are walking through the streets with now. It seems like that's a tool of what you do. But you, were, you also killed what they, you flooded their, their rivers. You dammed up their rivers so they couldn't get water to plant their crops. You engaged in warfare to take over their land. And you just thought that karma does not come back around. You thought this was not going to come back around. Then you brought others here, black people, 
to be enslaved so you thought you could be rich. It lasted, what, a hundred years? Maybe it didn't even last very long because it was not a well-thought-out system. It didn't have an exit strategy. So when the Atlantic slave trade was abolished by the same European powers that colonized this land, you didn't have anywhere else to go. Now we have a system where we say, all right, we all live here. Let's get together. Let's create a country. Let's create a country based on a democratic system of government that makes all people equal. We're trying to divest away from the feudal system of Europe where only the people who own lands are in charge. Well, let everybody own land over here. By the way, that's what your ancestors did. They took lands from Native Americans, sold it at auction for a dollar to white men and women, primarily white men, and then called it your land. It's not your land. You never owned Jack. I think that's the reckoning that you need to come up with. When white people can confront that what you have and what you have held dear and say it's my culture and my heritage is really, really not true because you killed other people to get it. You raped people to get it. You murdered people to get it. So it really isn't kind of ill-gotten gains, if anything. I'm always amazed at how you pull a moral clause as if you are the judge and the God of morality. Yes, because I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired and something has to be done about all of this. There are over 2,306 cases. I'm sorry, is that it? 2,306 cases of Native American women missing in the last 14, 40 years. Nearly 60% of the cases of missing and murdered Native American women are homicides. And 31% involve girls 18 and younger, according to data analyzed by the Sovereign Bodies Institute. Nearly three quarters of the cases had victims who were living within the foster care system when they went missing. We're gonna come back to that. The vast majority of cases in the US remain unsolved. Advocates point to the lack of comprehensive state and federal data on missing and murdered Native Americans, as well as a general lack of awareness and poor record keeping as reasons why so many cases go cold. Adverse relationships with non-native law enforcement agencies only exacerbates the problem, and many worry that Native American persons will continue to suffer from these oversights. That's a true assessment, isn't it? That's very true. We have similar things in the black community where a number of black women and black girls are missing. And if we don't open our voices and bring attention to it, nothing gets done. If we don't open our voices and talk about Jacob Blake being imprisoned and shackled to his hospital bed for a wrapped up, uh, a, a trumped up charge on a sexual assault case, if we don't talk about stuff like that, it won't stop. If we didn't raise the bar and start talking about it, they would have gotten away with shackling a paralyzed man to a hospital bed on some trumped up charge of sexual assault that was never proven because of the racism, the systemic racism within law enforcement. 12 years ago, the FBI notified all of us that the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, had, and white nationalists had penetrated law enforcement. 
Nobody did anything about it. They all came in. You thought they were all nice white boys, weren't you? Oh, just some good homie dudes. And we just sit down around the campfire and drink a beer and cheers. They came in with an agenda to eradicate and to mistreat black people. That's when the uptick in cases began. The FBI warned us. Nobody did anything about it. And now we have this racial unrest purred primarily by police brutality against black men. Admit it. It is what it is. These are not good police officers. Good police officers do not shoot unarmed black people. Good police officers do not murder unarmed black people. These are not the good cops. These are the KKK and the white nationalists who are responding to an agenda that is sent to them from their compadres in the hills who are hiding, who are no longer hiding because this government has legitimized them. I dare say that we're not going to get out of this right now. Even after the election results are counted somewhere around the 31st of December, we're not going to get out of this. We still have a lot of reckoning to do because we've got to clamp down and tie up systemic racism because it is a virus that has penetrated the walls of academia. It's a virus that has penetrated the halls and corridors of power where people are so intent on having power by any means necessary that they will hold on to it to the detriment of the majority of the people. The majority of the people in this country are no longer white and will not be for the foreseeable future, not for the next hundred years. Wake up and realize that we're under a new control. Wake up and realize that this has got to stop. If I were a Native American woman, the question I would be asking myself is how much longer will my people have to suffer? It seems to me that they have been suffering for close on 400 years. It seems to me from the first settlers arrived in, 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 in the U.S., that Native American peoples have been suffering. How much longer? They have been subjected to systemic racism. I don't know a lot of people are saying, well, why can't they get out of it? This is always what white people say because they have on their side white privilege. They control education. They control taxes. They control law enforcement. They control every vehicle of upward mobility for people to get out of stuff. You go to apply for a loan, they're in charge of the loan. So they don't give you loans. My daughter is, is, is 17, right? 18 now. So obviously she doesn't have adverse credit. Let's just be clear, right? She went to her bank. She opened an account at Michigan State Federal Credit Union. She went to the bank and they didn't offer her a credit card, which kind of shocked her because she thought that opening a checking account, the next thing would be to offer her one. They didn't offer her one. They told her when she got on campus, the young man in there told her when she got on campus, she would, so I said, that's BS. I said, that's total bullshit and baloney. Yes, I said it. I said, I have a good mind to go up there and challenge them, but I have something better. I have the power of radio and podcasting under my belt. So my daughter uh, applied for credit cards from other places and got them. I said, don't apply to them. Let them come to you because that's a charge of racism. See, if a white girl had walked in there, he would have given it to her. He would have offered it to her, but he wouldn't. This is what is called systemic racism. He actually told her, wait until you go on campus and get a job. You know, it was the summer, right? You know, she was already working. 
chances are if she had gotten to go on campus, she would have, but in the pandemic, they shut down campus, but she still has her job. She just has reduced hours because she's uh, studying from home now, right? Do you see what systemic racism is? Do you understand how pervasive it is? I know it is difficult for white people to understand because you are so accustomed to things going your way that you don't understand why they go your way. It's just now that you're beginning to realize that you didn't earn it. You got it because you're white. The rest of us have to earn it. I was watching CNN this morning and this young uh, Asian woman, she's, she has so many uh, titles. I kind of just lost it after a while. She's she she's a, a senior fellow from the Belfer Belfer School or Belfer Fellowship from the Harvard Kennedy School, and she also works for the Public Health Department. She's a, obviously being a medical doctor is the least of her titles. The rest of them were senior fellow, senior fellow. She looks like she barely turned thirty-five, and I said to myself, she had to bust her brains out to study to get into those positions because of her ethnicity. But a white girl comes along, barely gets a medical degree, and she's on CNN as a a commentator. Look at Kellyanne Conway. She was senior advisor to the president of the United States without the benefit of a college degree. Everybody else has to have a doctoral degree to get there. That's systemic racism. That is systemic racism. That is what needs to be eradicated. If you're going to get anywhere, you get there on your own merit, not because your color puts you there. If you're going to get there, you get there because your family has money and pay off somebody to get there. But you don't get there because your color puts you ahead of the people who are more qualified to do so. When we examine the cases of missing native and murdered native women, we've got to come to the conclusion that not only is this appalling, to be honest with you, can I just confess right now? Can I just level with you all and confess? I'm just going to level with you. It was difficult for me to read. I had to put this article down, shut my iPad and did not touch it. I read this article about four weeks ago. I should have talked about it four weeks ago. I could not touch it. It sent me into a spiral because I put myself right smack in the midst of it because I am a woman of color. And I saw where due to violence caused by my ex-husband, I would not be here today. And when I read the article to think that if something untoward like that had happened to me, my family would be the ones giving interviews about how they were investigating this on law enforcement would back off and ignore it like it's nothing. I've interacted with high levels of law enforcement. When I had the shelter and people were in my shelter, they responded to the white girl better than they responded to the black girl who said she was taken. The black girl got nothing. She couldn't even get her identification documents done. I did the same thing with each of them. I took them both down to social security to affirm their identity. The white girl got it, the black girl didn't. She got a letter saying it had to be processed further. I took them down to Secretary of State, the white girl got it, the black girl didn't. The black girl, the white girl eventually said, I don't even know if I were really born here. I think I was born in Canada, but since I was taken from I was eight, I don't know, that's just what I remember. But they gave her citizenship status that they wouldn't give the black girl even though she has a copy of a naturalization certificate. 
Are you hearing me? That's how pervasive systemic racism is. It is so tiny. It is so minute. It's so stupid. It's mind-boggling. And those of us who have evolved, those of us who are educated, those of us who have a wider view on humanity are always surprised at people who come right down to judging people based on the color of your skin. My friends, you are wrong. You have been wrong from the beginning of times and you will continue to be wrong. And it makes you look stupid and silly. If you actually think that all the wisdom in the world and that all that this world has achieved is contained only by people's skin color, then you don't deserve to be even human. Why are you even here? Just this morning, the news came across that the former Republican Michigan governor is endorsing Joe Biden. That I, I, I'm beginning to tell you that through the Michigan GOP, that must have <laughs> ricocheting effects. Like, I, 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 I think they're still stuttering. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Now, personally, I'm going to tell you that I feel it was a deal he made with the Democrats because he didn't get charged for the Flint crisis. It was contingent upon him at some point announcing his support for Biden. That's why they didn't lock him up for Flint. Will his support for Biden carry some weight? If it didn't, they wouldn't be talking about it, would they? How many more Republicans have to come out and announce that they're supporting a candidate who is across party lines in support of the country we all love? This is what they call country before everything else. Country before everything else. It's America before everything else. I will, I've said this over and over. If they were to come and ask me to lay my life down for this country, I gladly would. I believe in America, not just the promise of America. I believe in what America tries to stand for. If only America can get a chance to do so. Don't you see how we are under attack? We, we have so much work to do to eradicate these systems and convoluted systems that continue to damage our people. How is it that Native American women have to fight for justice? How is it that they have to convince a sheriff's detective to investigate when my kid comes up missing or is murdered? And I have to convince you, brother, it ain't going down like that. It ain't about to go down like that. No way. No way, Jose. And I feel it's time for us to wake up out of our collective sleep and begin to realize that if we want this country to continue, we better rise up and stand up for it. It's not going to come to us and land in our laps on November 3rd. We got to get up. Because this is ridiculous. How is it that Native American women have to struggle with an issue such as murder in their communities that they can't even get it investigated? How? We should all be righteously outraged because a white girl goes missing in some part of Wisconsin we never even heard of. It looks to me like she even colluded with a guy to kill her parents. And the whole country was wrapped up in it in last summer. Y'all remember that? I can't even remember which city it was. It was the most stupid thing glaringly in our faces that the girl colluded with a boyfriend to kill her parents because maybe the parents didn't want her to hang out with him. But young little white girl 
and the media goes crazy. The media continues to feed us with this foolishness. I look at CNN. There are more white anchors on CNN. They rotate black anchors, but there are more white anchors. The white anchors are the mainstay. There's some people on there that have been on there forever. And I'm like, you mean to tell me you can't find one black person who can talk about economics, who can talk about any other issue. I'm looking at the pandemic that we have right now. I'm looking at how the experts they have arrayed are either white or Asian. And I'm like, you can't find one black uh, fellow from John Hopkins to talk about this. Let that sit out there, if you will. What about how the pandemic is affected Native American reservations? We want to talk about that? Can we talk about that for a minute? What about how the coronavirus is on Native American reservations? Where are the experts who can talk about that? Where are the experts who are going to come forward and talk about racism in healthcare? How Native American women, when they interact with the wider healthcare system, they die in, 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 in giving birth to children. How does that happen? It's called systemic racism. Systemic racism is what made 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse walk through the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin with a gun with an AR-15. And he was given a bottle of water by the white cops there. Imagine that. Now, a 17-year-old black man with an AR-15 walking down any street in America is going to be gunned down. He ain't getting nowhere out of his driveway. That's systemic racism. Are you ready, America? Do you really want to change? Or some of these folks, sometimes I listen to the argument of white nationalists. Yeah, I do. And I'm trying to understand, they need to make up their minds which world they want to live in. They, they never, a, a few, I think I have a document that I found on the internet that was posted on Twitter earlier this year. And it talked about how white nationalists were going to carry out exactly what you see, where they would infiltrate protests and so on, right? And I, I looked it up and I read in the document, when I read it, they don't have a conscious, listen to me, y'all. It's hilarious because they don't have a conscious. Are you hearing me? They do not have a conscious plan. They don't have a plan for government. They don't have a plan that in the event that they actually achieve what they want, what would happen? They have no plan, not a plan. They just have some idea that they probably heard from a grandfather whom they like that white men should rule. And it sounded to them like, yeah, that's something we should do, but you don't have a plan to execute. It. It's like you're working for someone and you're smarter than them. And they don't, they just come up with an idea, but they have no plan to execute. And they don't have the balls to stand up and say, you know what, this is a good idea. Show me how you're gonna execute it and let's see if it's doable. They don't even know how to play it but they want to be in charge. In charge of what? In charge of an America that cannot exist in the current time frame because of how the world is? Look, people, there are almost 8 billion people on the, on the world, if we really were counting it right. There are probably 8 billion people on the planet. You realize that most of them are not white. Most of them are brown or, you know, brown. We just say brown because everybody's a mixture, right? you do realize that at some point people are going to get tired of imperialism. And if all those people, if, if they're not empowered enough economically, what are they going to do? They're going to take it by force. 
You all realize that, right? So while we're busy here with conspiracy theories like QAnon, who really have lost a couple screws and anyone who supports them, you're just as crazy. How do you support people who don't have a credible plan? How do you support people who cannot tell you bit by bit and bullet point by bullet point how they're going to rule? I was watching TV the other day and and, and, and uh, Vice President Biden, yes, I'm calling him by his title because he actually earns it. He earned it. Vice President Biden had a plan for the coronavirus. I think it's joebiden.com slash beat hyphen COVID, COVID. And I said to myself, are you serious? I said, dude, you laid the plan out. I put it on a website for everybody in the world to copy. Yeah. Because you're confident that that's only part of your plan, that you actually do have a plan. And what you put up there is just part of it. It's a synthesis of the plan. It's not the whole plan. But you have a plan. You want to know what else he's going to do? Biden.com and look up whatever else. Social justice. Biden.com, LGBTQ right. And I was looking at it and I was like, I think in the last four years, I got so used to government without a plan that to actually hear someone have a plan now is refreshing. I'm like, somebody actually has a plan. Oh, we're going to move forward. Yay! We can't continue as we are. Listen to this. So the corridor, here's the thing that got to me. The thing that got to me about murdered Native Americans is that it's linked to incidents of sexual violence and human trafficking, but it's also poor record keeping, racial misclassification, and the adverse relationships between tribal governments and outside law enforcement, right? They don't care. The Institute's report focuses on that corridor between Northern California and the border with Oregon, which can be isolated. That, that kind of touched me a little bit because I was like that corridor between Oregon and Northern California. It's kind of lonely, isn't it? Abandoned, you can just imagine. And you have to ask yourself, well, there are parts of America, this is, this is the reality. The glorified parts of America that you see on CNN and Fox News and NBC and ABC, it's not pervasive. There are parts of the country that that kind of uh, classification and that kind of picturalization does not relate to. It, it looks classified and it looks glorified and it's, it just looks like something that was photoshopped. That doesn't happen everywhere. Right now in Iowa, we have cases of COVID-19 that I don't know why they thought it wasn't going to happen there. Did you only think that it would only happen to where the colored people live? Is that what you thought? It's going to run rampant through rural communities because first of all, many of you don't even have running water. That's what you should be marching on Washington for. That's what you should be asking your president for. Many of you are farmers who have lost your farms. That's what you should be marching for. You're busy up there marching to show your guns as if your whole identity is wrapped up in guns? What do we look like to the rest of the world? It's the craziest stuff you've ever heard, right? So this corridor between Northern California and Oregon, it sounds to me like it, it, it sounds like a unique opportunity for human trafficking. Uh, if, if you're a human trafficker and you're ex- involved in this sale of human beings for, for profit, 
then you recognize that there are some communities that are more vulnerable than others. So you have a plan to, to, to capture uh, people from these communities. And that is easily achievable because you recognize that due to biases, implicit biases in healthcare and in law enforcement, it's easier for you to achieve your goal because they're most likely not going to report. So somebody comes and show up and says, uh, my daughter is missing, but she's not white. Then law enforcement is most likely to ignore it or not investigate. They might take the report, but they're not going to investigate. I don't know about you, but that will never happen to me. You will be investigating or you will lose your job. It's that simple. You are there to investigate. You will do it. And we got to come to to grips with this because human traffickers take advantage of this. I suspect that a lot of these folks who are missing probably were trafficked. I hate to rub salt into your wound, but that is most likely what happened. And they just disappear. When people are trafficked, they disappear. They're kept in, 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 in shackles, in basements. They're kept in shackles in trucks. They're transported all over the country. And when they have lost their use or they're worn and torn, they're destroyed. Simply put. Because to a human trafficker, it is everything to have bodies available, not just for labor, but for sex. So who is buying all this sex trade? Who is buying all this sex trade? The same white men who make the laws, who operate the laws, who supervise the laws, who implement the laws, and who enforce the laws. Those are the same ones who are buying sex from people who are trafficked. See the connection? I believe the cases of these missing and murdered Native American women are tied to human trafficking. And law enforcement, by and large, because of systemic racism, dismisses any concerns from any groups or ethnic groups that are non-white. And for some reason, we allow this to happen. We sit back and we say it's not happening to us and we allow it to happen. I'm going to ask you all this question. You do realize that coming November, before November, by October, we're going to have civil unrest. You all realize that, right? Because the president does not stop. He's very irresponsible. He just announced yesterday that people in North Carolina should vote twice. Now, how the voting system works, when they mail you out a mail-in ballot, they scan it. On the barcode, it has all your information, so it's going to match the database that they have when they scan it. He doesn't care about the truth. He cares about lies because he realizes that he's going to lose horribly. So right now what he's trying to do is to save face after the election because he's finished, not just as a politician, but he's finished as a businessman. All his businesses are going to be foreclosed. His properties will be emptied. His children may have to take flight from America because they're going to be wanted in connection with corruption that took place under their father's regime that they ignored and thought that because they were white, they had a right to it. And you all, because of your blanket racism, you all saw that and let it happen. You wouldn't speak up when you saw it. You knew it was happening. When Barack Obama was in power, you looked at him under a microscope. The guy came out clean, smelling like a bunch of roses. How anybody does that, I don't know. They, they still can't find a scandal on him with boy, 
girl, man, woman, slave, dog, or anything. Still can't find it. I don't know if how for eight years he did it. But you look at this guy who scandal after scandal after scandal. And you let it ride because of his color. That's how deep your racism is. I've been around you guys. And I've been around some of you country folk. I love y'all. But you got to wake up dudes and dudettes. You got to come out of that. You got to stop looking at this as if it comes down to my color against your color. You realize we live in the same country. I I, I can't talk about it. What this country represents to me, what America means to me, someday I'll sit down in a chair and talk about it. Hopefully I won't cry. I can't begin to tell you what America means to me. You're destroying the place that I love. You're destroying my country. I'm watching my country being destroyed and I don't like it. I'm defending America. I don't want this foolishness here. This is my country too. You beckoned to me to come and I came and I became part of this to help continue to make this the greatest place on the face of the earth. You're destroying it. The place of hope, the place of equality for all. It says equal justice. Well, I want equal justice. I want equal justice for native women who are missing and murdered and possibly human trafficked. I want justice for them. In the corridors of Northern California and Oregon, I want justice. I want collaboration between law enforcement on native spaces, on native reservations. I want collaboration. I don't want people to ride up onto native reservations and shoot and rape and murder people and then take off and drive back into Arizona like nothing happened. Cut it out. The rape and ravaging of native peoples has been going on for centuries. Stop it. It's the undercurrent that is fueling all this strife because there's too much blood in the land, too much shed blood. We got to stop it. We have issues right now. You think the virus is done with us? It's in Iowa. Idaho is next. Nebraska, North and South Dakota, look out. The virus is coming. The virus is no respect of persons. When it first started, you all said it was the colored thing. Are you crazy? No, you didn't realize it was in, in Italy and Spain. They look colored to you? That's as European as you can get. So how did you think it was just a colored thing? You blinded yourself because of your racism. Watch this. And so, in looking at cases of missing and murdered indigenous women, we find that there is a national missing and unidentified person system. It should be a national clearinghouse that's fa- that falls under the Justice Department. But this government took out a lot of the funding for certain of these programs under the Justice Department. But last fall, they announced an operation called Operation Lady Justice. It was designed to help missing Alaskan Native women and American Indian Native women who have experienced violence, including sexual abuse. This is a topic that is close to me because I am a survivor of violence and sexual violence. And so wherever these intersections occur, 
you're likely to hear my voice and hear me and hear from me because this is something that I take personally because it happened to me and if it happened to me I have to do everything in my power to make sure it doesn't happen not just to my daughters who come from my belly but I have to make sure it doesn't happen to your daughters I am not assured by your white sons walking America's streets with their AR-15s and their assumed right that's what they assume and allowed by white law enforcement who are KKK members, Klansmen, that you're going to protect my daughters and myself. I encourage you to walk well and walk knowing where you're walking because it's not every community that's going to allow that to happen. And where people are going to rise up, we're going to have issues. You are not the owners of America. We all are. If you set foot on this land and you pay taxes in here, you own this, you own this bad boy. I've cried for this country. I have relatives who have served in the United States military, who some of whom are retired now and some of whom are just enlisting. I just learned that my niece enlisted and I wanted to cry with the Navy. She lives in Virginia. Her father is retired Navy and here she is. I cried, but she felt that that was a way to go for her. I have relatives who are retired. I have relatives who are still serving. I have family members who are in law enforcement. I have friends, a lot of friends in law enforcement. I love my country. I want equal justice for all. Native American women deserve justice. They deserve to be treated and they deserve to be seen. Their voices need to be heard and systemic racism needs to be eradicated among law enforcement groups within law enforcement ranks so that their cases can be investigated. When a Native American person shows up and says, my kid is missing, they should be given every opportunity and given every attention and resource just like anybody else. Why is it? that there are over 2,000 cases of missing and murdered Native American women. It's crazy. It is crazy. There are so many cold cases. Why? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We have a lot of, of reckoning to do. Don't we? We need funding. But we also need more resources. I think the biggest problem, the biggest barrier that we as communities of color face is systemic racism. Uh, I have a nonprofit, a registered nonprofit, so I don't operate in the shadows. Yeah, my paperwork is up to date. I make sure of that. I don't operate under the banners of anything, but if I say I am, I am. I don't say I am and then go do it. When I tell you I am, it's done. My nonprofit is the Exodus Foundation. When I try to get secure funding through the traditional methods, by going to the government and so on, I encountered the barriers that I had not foreseen, honestly. It, it took someone, someone within the system to point out to me that the barriers I faced were not caused by me, 
were caused by systemic racism. Do you know that I had someone on my board, someone whom I thought was a confidant, someone whom I thought having worked within the system could give me guidance? She blamed me. Instead of working with me to overcome the barriers, she blamed me. I didn't create these barriers. These barriers were designed by systemic racism to make sure that the work that women like myself want to do in the community to serve not just women like myself, but everyone, that that work must continue. So I won't quit, nor will I give up. Isn't that the promise of America? That if I work hard and continue to do what I'm doing, that it works. I, I don't know whoever came up with this quote that if you do the same thing over and over, it becomes insanity. That is the most ridiculous quote I've ever heard. If you do the same thing over and over and expect the same result, I'm like, you're crazy. Repetition is how you win. Einstein had to try that over and over and over. Everybody who has ever won does it over and over and over. Every time you do it, you're fine tuning it. Oh, Jesus. Maybe that's what this is, this national reckoning. Maybe we need to do this over and over until we get to the stage where we understand that we are one nation under God. Maybe that's what we need to realize. We are one. Why are we fighting? We're fighting for an ideal. Some people are fighting because they want to make sure when it's all said and done, they retain control, but you can't manage it. You can't handle it. We gave it to you for four years and you wrecked the country in four years. Give it up. You can't handle it. You have not a clue. You don't know how to talk to people. You you lie through your teeth as a public official. The attorney general was on CNN yesterday. It was a disgrace. I couldn't believe that he would dare in public sit up there and unaware that he's talking to the whole world. It's a disgrace. You can't handle it. Give it up. You want to live in a country like this? Or you think you can go to Uganda and live as a, as a, as a, as a, as a Potiphar? Yeah, some petty thief. That's what you, how you want to live? Or you want to live in a country that you are free? Where your children can grow up free? I can't have, there are no guarantees that where you're going to go to. Even if you find a country that has no extradition, there are no guarantees, none whatsoever, that you will be free. None. So all of you who are na- who say you are native to this land, especially white people who live up in the hills, the ones who are the fringe elements, the ones who never finished college, they barely went to college because that is a system that is against them. That's what they say. That's what they say. They don't want to go to college. They hate the U.S. government because they think the government has turned on them. They hate the U.S. government because they think the government supports gays and blacks and Jews. So they hate the government. Their whole hatred stems from, from laziness. They're the real lazy ones. They don't want to get up to go to work. They think everybody should work and support them. They don't want to get up and use industry and use their minds to make and create like the rest of us have to do. The rest of us have to better get up and jump on some form of nine to five. It might not actually be the real nine to five, but we have to get up at 3 a.m. and get to it. All these essential workers, when the rest of us were tied down during the pandemic, they were up going to work 
driving, putting themselves out there every day, knowing they could catch a virus, but doing it anyhow. These folks who are white up in the hills, they don't want to do that. They won't even go to school to get a degree in nursing. They don't even want to go to school to a a two-year college. But they want to have control of what? You have no qualifications. Man to man, you don't have the qualifications. Give it up. All you have are guns. Well, we all have guns, baby. You realize that uh, a Second Amendment covers all of us. It's not just you. We all have guns. Everybody. Practically everybody driving on the street. You don't even engage with anybody now because you don't know what kind of firepower they have pulling out. You ever, you, have you noticed? I mean, you're going places now. People start acting old. You start looking for the nearest exit. I got to go. Because you don't know. So give it up. You're out of line and you are maybe 170 years late. You might want to keep that in mind next time you decide to march on Lansing. All of you folks from Northern Michigan, I did warn you all. Now you have all brought the virus back to your towns and cities. You were better off sitting there collecting the unemployment money. But I forgot, you didn't work because you don't join in the system. No wonder you had to go march. You're angry because your way of life ended. The rest of us, though, we got to do something. You paid taxes lately? (laughs) It's interesting, isn't it? Send your kids to school. Right? You know what it feels like to be a parent right now? My daughter is a freshman at, 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 at at a public university here in Michigan. Do you know that she has to study from home? After we bought all of this, her whole expectations, her four years of high school was I'm going to college. All of a sudden, she's at home studying. She is madder than a hatter through no fault of her own because you all use systemic racism and through your blindness of whiteness, You allowed somebody to come in who represents the branding that you want. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the nexus we find ourselves. Native American women are missing and murdered and law enforcement does nothing about it because of systemic racism. It is shocking, it is painful and hurtful, but I'm here to assure you, my sisters, that the time has come. We're gonna change this. And we're gonna make sure that this never happens to you again. And when it does happen, you will have a voice and you will, law enforcement will respect you. Too many Klansmen and white nationalists are in law enforcement. You talk about good cops all the time. Well, the good cops, apparently are not the ones called out to these riots and stuff. The good cops disappear because it's only the Klansmen who are showing up ready to open fire and fire six shots into the back of a man. I'm waiting for that one. Let me see if he's not going to be charged. We're still waiting on the cop who fired shots into Breonna Taylor. That attorney general down in Kentucky, he better watch out. He better watch out. He better get his thing together because he's forgetting the color of his skin. It ain't going to go down like that, bro. They're giving you a chance. 
You better rise up and fix this. Because the day of reckoning has come. We have so many issues going on in our country. We're fighting for, but I think Biden is right. Whoever said that we're fighting for the soul of America, they're right. We're fighting for what America stands for. That you are trying to tear down the very pillars of our democracy, the very pillars of what we stand for and represent, the pillars that makes an Asian a person and a black person have to spend twice as many months in school and a white person just comes through a ceiling, you hand it to them and you give it to them. That day and time is over. It's been over. It's been gone. It's been gone. You're holding on to an ideology that never really worked, that failed so many times in history. Hanging on to an ideology that failed in the American Civil War, then later failed when Hitler tried to do the same thing. Did you all know that Hitler modeled his form and his brand of government after what he saw happen here? Yeah, he did. We got to stop this. Hitler failed because the people rose up and said it was enough. Might not have been the people inside Germany, but the people around, they said enough is enough. Well, that's what's happening now. This nationalism that has taken over the whole world. I just want to ask you something. Um, Where were you when your ancestors had gone to the lands of brown and black people? and raped and murdered and pillaged them and took their land. Where were you? What if someone does that to your land? Would you like it? Don't assume you'll always have the power. We've got to fix this. The systemic racism that has caused missing and murdered Native American women and their cases and their stories to be unsolved is due to systemic racism, and it's got to stop. My name is Harriet Kamek. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. Please make sure you join us again. For more information on who I am, who we are, and what we do, go to my website, harrietkamek.com, as well as visit my pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Thank you so much for joining me. Be blessed.